Hey there, I am Anna Michelle Gomo and you are welcome to the podcast. This is a safe space where I get to talk about God and how we can build our relationship with Him. On each episode, we'll be diving below the surface of the Bible to encounter God and grow. Currently, we are on a 365-day Bible challenge and it has been fantastic so far. And so I invite you to join us today because God has a word for you, but it is up to you to listen. So please stay tuned. Hey guys, welcome back to another amazing episode of the Floodcast. Today is day 122 of our Bible in Your Challenge, and you are so welcome back once again on this amazing journey. Today, we'll be looking at 2 Samuel chapter 4, as well as taking readings from 1 Chronicles and also praying along with Psalms. So I'm just going to dive right in because today's theme is so straightforward. So what happens today? In today's readings, Ishbosheth is murdered. So just to give a quick recap, Ishbosheth is the son of Saul, and he was made king by Abner, and he was accepted as king by um, most of the tribes of Israel. He was pretty much David's biggest competitor when it came to um, kingship. And today he is murdered, not just by strangers or by opposing nations or by enemies from other um, nations like Philistine or Moab. He was murdered by his own people, his own officials. He was murdered by Rechab and Bana. Sorry, I had to take a quick glimpse into my nose because the names are just something else. So he was murdered by Rechab and Bana. Why? And I think for me, it's in, in this part of the world, we call that oversabi. When someone is doing excessively too much so that they get noticed or so that they get something in return, it's called oversabi. So I feel it's oversabi that these two commanders were doing because I'm pretty sure um, after the head of Abner's death, they just kind of concluded, I'm pretty sure everybody in Israel kind of concluded, okay, David is going to be the next king. He was, he was literally the next um, person that was actually supposed to be anointed as king until Abner took Ishbosheth and crowned him king. So Abner was like that leading force behind Ishbosheth's claim. And then we see that Abner was actually killed in a quest for revenge. And so Ishbosheth is just, um, he was scared because he knew that his biggest. Um, alliance his biggest companion was dead and the two commanders did not take this opportunity lightly they took advantage of it killed Ishbosheth in a bid to win king david's favor and they took Ishbosheth's head to david and david's response is i would say it's hilarious because david tells them okay so you think by killing my biggest competitor in quotes that i'm going to reward you like what what were you expecting so i would probably hold a huge fist for you and make you one of my top ranking officials well let me tell you something a guy came before you and gave me news about Saul's death and how did I repay him I killed him and so now your own case is going to be far much worse because not only did you just kill somebody that was supposed to be your leader or your king but you killed him while he was off guard, while he was sleeping. And so David kills the both of them. And what this made me realize is that um, we've not gotten to the part where we begin to look at David's flaws because he's human and like every other person, he has flaws and weaknesses. But right now we're looking at the strengths, we're looking at his virtues. And what comes to my mind is that King David, one of the major reasons why King David is acknowledged as the man after God's heart and as the prefigure 
of Jesus, the eternal king, is that David wants to do things differently. And he is establishing a new kingdom. Now that he's like the king of the whole Israel, he wants to establish this united kingdom that does not depend on their own knowledge of good and evil, that does not depend on what they want at that point in time, but depends entirely on God's will, on God's instruction, and on God's commandments. So before, um, when we're going through the books of Judges, one thing that was always being repeated was the fact that, okay, after one judge died, then the people went back to their old ways and they did as they pleased. And so now David is king. He, he wants to change that. Okay, now you, you don't get to kill someone because you feel like you can earn another person's favor. You don't get to exact revenge on your enemy, even though God puts them in your hand. What we do now in this new kingdom is that we give out forgiveness, is that we give out mercy, is that we give our second chances, and we do everything strictly by God's will and God's commandment. And this is what Jesus would come to establish in the future, that his new kingdom is not the kingdom that was, is ruled by oppression or violence or chaos or revenge. But this kingdom is the kingdom that is founded on love, on unity and on mercy. And as we'll be I'm going further, I don't want to give any spoilers, but as we're going further down the line, pretty much tomorrow, next tomorrow, we're going to be seeing that God reestablishes a new covenant with David. And one thing that God says that is, I, I just want us to take away today, is that God promises David that his kingdom, his dynasty, will be eternal. It will have no end. And we see that prophecy, we see that promise being established in full with Jesus. And it's just so amazing as we'll be moving on. I, I, I will be drawing those comparisons between David's kingdom and the kingdom of Jesus that Jesus came to establish so that we can get to um, relate and connect the dots and see why it was essential for um, Jesus to come. It, why we always call King David or why we always call Jesus son of David, son of man, son of God. And so, yeah, that is. I think that is all. I think that we can take this and apply to our lives because... As people who are under the kingdom and the rulership of Jesus, who is the eternal king, we have to adopt his way of doing things. We have to learn that we are no longer under the old law. We are no longer under the curse of the land. We are under a law of love, a law of mercy, and a law of forgiveness. And we have to be willing to change our old ways if we are to remain in this kingdom. And not just remain in it, if we are to be heirs of this kingdom that is essential that we adopt this new rule of love and so we can ask ourselves that question today as we um move on with our day in what way am i not showing love to people and it's not just to people not just to your family and friends not just to people that show you love back the true test is to show love to show forgiveness and to show mercy to your enemies to people who wish the worst for you to people who you know are doing things to bring you down in what way are you showing love to those people today that is a very tough question um <laughs> trust me it is but it is one that we have to ask ourselves if we're to move further in this relationship with god and then just a quick side note on chronicles so yes today i i was brave enough to read out loud first chronicles the chapters in today's readings and man that was a lot of names i was biting my tongue at every five seconds <laughs> but um let me just give you guys a quick background 
So um, it is said that Chronicles, the books of Chronicles, first and second Chronicles, were written right after the Israelites um, left exile. So further down the line, we're going to be seeing that the Israelites are taken into exile and they spend a couple of years there. And so they're coming back. They're coming back to a broken city. They're coming back to a destroyed nation. Everything is burnt and set up in flames. The temple is destroyed. And so what the author of Chronicles is trying to do is that he's trying to trace back their ancestry, their genealogy, their identity. And that is why it was so important, like right from Jacob, right from Abraham, right from Adam, you see those traces. This person is this person's son, this person is this person's sons, and it's divided between the 12 tribes of Israel. And then we're reading about the history of each and every single son of Jacob. But much more emphasis would be laid on the tribes of Judah and of Levi. And so pretty much what the author of Chronicles is trying to do is trying to trace their ancestry and their identity back to their forefathers. Like I said in yesterday's readings, one thing we can also realize is that God is the God of history. Like (laughs) this whole name calling just made me realize that, man, these are people and these are just the names of the men. Like there is no mention of the women or probably of other children, other female children. So imagine the kind of multitude of people that were involved in the history of the Israelites up until the time of Jesus, up until now. And so that just gives us a glimpse of the multitude of people that God had created, that God has controlled their lives before us. And we just have to stand in awe that God is is not just the God of what we know he's also the god of what we do not know and there are so many things that we do not know so we have to honor god and give him the authority one thing i say when i praise god sometimes in my prayers is that god i i give you all the praise of what i know that you do and what i know that you, and what i do not know that you've still done like there are so many things that we don't know of and we have to accept we have to be humble enough to accept the limit of our knowledge the limit of our experience the limit of our mindset when it comes to god because it is so minute it is so 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 infinitely small compared to god and yeah i'm just happy that i get to experience a relationship with this awesome god and i hope you have that same um, encounter with him as well so anyways thank you so much for listening this far and i'll see you guys in tomorrow's episode same time same place last but not the least before i end do not forget that we are called to do things differently we are called to do things in a new way as people who are heirs in this new kingdom the number one rule is to do everything in love And I hope you show love to someone who you feel doesn't deserve it today because that is the only way that we can get to imitate our leader and imitate our king. Stay blessed and have an amazing day.